What's going on, everyone? Jonah Mitchell here with the Athlete for Life podcast, and the home for uh, former and current athletes, where I share my personal experiences, lessons I've learned to help you unlock your full potential in your sport, after your sport, whatever else you're trying to do in your life, trying to carry the athlete identity everywhere we go. You know, it's, it's something that I'm incredibly passionate about. And again, we are on the cell. Oh, no, no, not again. We are now on the second episode. And uh, I was really excited to write this one or, or put this one together uh, because I had an idea for it. I went to the gym today uh, and I kind of had a curveball thrown at me. One of my clients uh, reached out to me and uh, she was personally struggling with doing the things that she said that she set out to do. Um, so in that process of helping her understand her behaviors and all that, I decided to switch up uh, today's podcast more focused uh, as you can see in the title, as why you what you want doesn't matter. All right, let me give you the context to that. <clears throat> so, really, what I was going to talk about was the important of, importance of strength, uh, mental and physical strength, when it comes to our, our, our athletics, our lifts. Like we need to be strong, but and we also need to be mentally strong in a lot of things. But beyond just being able to push past our bear, our, our boundaries, but more emotionally strong. And being able to uh, pinpoint certain problem areas that we aren't really addressing, you know, it's it's been a it's been a struggle for this client that I talked to today, and we've been working together for about a month and a half. Um, and the biggest thing, it's not just her; it's many people I've worked with, and myself included. We say we want something, and we don't understand why we can't get that thing. You know, it's it's like I want that. I'll give you, I'll give you my personal story. I always wanted to be an All-American. Everything I did in my sport, I, well, everything I said about my sport was like, I'm going to be an All-American. I'm going to be the best I can possibly be. One of the best people in my position. And I played defensive end, for those of you who don't know. And it was incredibly frustrating and annoying when I wasn't performing at a level that I knew I could. And it was really annoying when I kept getting the same exact results over and over and over again. In high school, it was, it was a lot of, I mean, I was just faster than most kids, more athletic than most kids. So that's what got me to college. I was undersized. So my D1 offers weren't really offers. They were like, hey, if you gain 20 pounds, we'll bring you to the school. Didn't gain 20 pounds. So I ended up going to a division two school, which again, uh, very thankful for going to that school, but it was really some. I never really fixed those issues. I, I always relied on being more athletic and more, more athletic and faster, you know. And when I said I want to be all American, I was never acting in that way. And I talked about the all American mindset in the first episode, right? If you if you haven't listened to that one, you definitely should. Uh, it's it's the biggest lesson I've learned in the transition out of my sport. Uh, what it really takes to become. The, an all-American in your sport, in your life, really, what else? Whatever you're trying to do, it's really a mindset. Okay. So, in that journey, I always said I wanted that. I wanted all-American. I wanted all-American, but I wasn't going home and studying film. I wasn't going. I wasn't going to practice, getting to practice early to warm up properly. I wasn't staying later to get better. I was going home to do things that I wanted to do because I personally felt like it was a chore to go to my sport all the time. I, I. Football was a chore for a lot of for a lot of the things that I did, and 
this is for another conversation for another uh, another episode. But even though I said football was my life, it was forced onto me, and it made me. It didn't. I didn't have the the idea. I didn't have an, a single idea of how I needed to be acting in the sport, off the field, uh, in the in the classroom, all that stuff, and. So when I would perform, like I loved the games, right? We all love to compete. We all love to get after it. But off the field, like I didn't go like going to practice. I didn't like going to meetings. I didn't like doing anything outside of playing the game. But that's really where everything is built. Where an All-American is built is, is in the little things that we take seriously. And this applies to life after a sport. You know, you, you, you graduate, you don't know what you're really supposed to do. You end up doing something that cause pays well, you don't care for it. So you just show up, get the paycheck, go home, do what you want to do. But you're, again, you're in a space where you don't really care about what you're doing. You're just doing it to do it. Long winded. It's a long winded way of me saying like, when we say we want something right. The, and this client that I'm referencing and many other clients like her, I, they want to get in the best shape of their life. They want to lose a hundred pounds. They want to do these things. They want to be as strong as they used to be. But what they're doing isn't really serving them to get there. They usually when someone calls me or, or, or reaches out to me for fitness, it's a very emotional point for them. Like something has said, all right, something's got to change, right? I'm very motivated, motivated to do the things that require me to get me to require me to get out of my comfort zone and get me to where I want to go. But then that motivation dies after one or two weeks. And we result back to these behaviors that we have built over time that put us in a state that we aren't happy with ourselves. And I am the biggest, not advocate, but I'm the biggest, I'm, I'm, this, I'm in that same exact boat. I did the same exact thing. The second I lost my sport, I resorted to behaviors that didn't serve me. I was just showing up to my first personal training job. I wasn't taking it seriously. I wasn't trying to get any better. I was just frustrated. I wasn't selling anybody. I wasn't getting gaining any new clients. I wasn't making people believe in me because I wasn't, I didn't believe in myself, you know? And that's, that's a really big thing about this whole episode is the relationship with yourself really, really matters. So when motivation dies and all that we have left is the relationship with ourselves and the behaviors that we've built without really addressing these like these bad, these bad, or not bad, but these unfavorable behaviors that make us, that put us in these spots that we don't feel like we're thriving in. <clears throat> it's hard to look yourself in the mirror and say like, you're the problem. Like, excuse me, look at yourself in the mirror and say, I'm the problem, right? That's a, that's a very hard thing to do. It's a very scary thing to do because it's these behaviors that we've built to protect us. And for this client, there's, there's a lot of emotional trauma that went around uh, fitness and health. And then that led into depression, anxiety, and high stress. And how do we, and then actually this is not even the not just the client that I worked with, but another client that I worked with a, a little while ago who had the same exact thing. She used, or he used work to fill the void of which he didn't have to deal with himself. Can't stay still, can't, can't, uh, can't stop, can't, can't sit in silence because we're scared to hear what we, do, what we know we should, but we don't wanna hear it. 
right? And this come back to for strength, right? Where we need to be strong enough to, to listen to those things. I'm going in a, in a bit of a circle, but I want to I tight, tighten, uh, tighten up the circle a little bit more. And what you want doesn't matter when you don't provide yourself with what you actually need. And again, I'm going to refer back to myself, my own personal experience. I know this better than anyone else. I was always running away from myself. I was running away from my sadness and anxiety and depression by staying busy, by, by doing mindless tasks, by not having uh, a care for what I actually put out on paper or on the field. I was just trying to do, keep doing things so I didn't have to really do the intrinsic work that I needed to do because I was scared to do it, right? And a lot of people don't realize that when motivation dies and we don't know why we're not, why we can't do the things we set out to do or why we always revert, revert back to the things that put us in this situation to begin with, it's because we never address the root cause. We always put off what we actually need and what we need is to look in the mirror, and it's a very big cliche, but looking in the mirror brings out the, the, the demons that we hide in there. When you don't give yourself what you need, that's, that will always take precedence over what you actually want. I, I want to lose 50 pounds. I want to get the best shape of my life. I want, to, I want to be happy with myself. But why aren't you happy with yourself? Why aren't you doing that work? Why aren't you performing at an all-American level? Like, why do you, like, I, if I were to go back Five, six years and after I lost the after we lost the game, we lost a lot of football games. It was very frustrating. But I should have went back and said, looked in the mirror and said, why am I not performing at the level I want to perform at? I would have pinpointed, I'm not doing everything I possibly can. I am not being, I'm not acting like an all-American. I'm acting like a, a scared, distracted little kid that I was growing up. Because that's the behavior I allowed to be habitual. That's what I always relied on. So when I said I'm going to go to the gym, or I'm I'm going to I'm going to start watching film more, I would go two or three times. I'd be like, this sucks. I want to go back and play video games, and that's what I would do. Where is the frustration, and anxiety coming from for you? If it's in your sport, if it's in your career, if it's in your relationship, where is that all coming from for you? Where's the lack of conviction coming from? Like there's a reason for everything that we do, for everything that we lack and everything that we have, there's a reason for it. But when we keep running from it, when we keep defaulting back to these behaviors that, that we don't like, that we don't desire, that don't serve us, the only person we have to blame is ourselves. I'm not trying to sit here and say, hey, get your shit together and uh, own up to everything. I mean, yes, there are certain cases where we have lost control and it's it sucks, right? But the majority of the time, the results we produce, we have nothing, no one else to blame but ourselves. And this is the biggest lesson that I've had to learn. I got exactly what I deserved for my football career. And it sucked to look back and say that, holy crap, I was a mediocre athlete. I was a practice all-star. That's what got me to start. But when, this, when this, the, the games came on and my lack of preparation was exposed, everything that, everything that was on film and everything that everyone saw, it was, that was what I was putting. That, that's the, 
that was a relationship I had with myself. I wasn't willing to go above and beyond. I was willing to do just enough. So now I'm going to wrap this all back into strength. Like the, the why I was going to talk about strength today. Like physically, we want to be strong, right? Not and beyond just pushing big weight, big numbers in the gym. Yeah, those are nice, but can you be strong and steady? Can you hold a 235-pound uh, squat at the bottom for longer than five seconds? Or are you always trying to just go in and out really fast because it's it's because the number on the, on the, on the, on the bar matters more. Can you stop at a dime at any position of a lift? Like that's where strength becomes strength and control, but mentally strength comes from, comes from within being a strong, being strong enough to address past traumas that have led to behaviors that put us in these areas where we don't like fitness. We don't like health. We don't like ourselves. So we use the athlete identity to hide from these things, right? We have our sport to, to rely on because I, I, I can always use this to, to put off what I really don't want to deal with. Can you be strong enough to say, okay, this thing happened to me, I, but I still, it doesn't define me. Like I define myself. That's why we're athletes. We love competition. We love to, we love to, to push ourselves to the, to the limit, but we let things that happened to us years ago affect our outcomes are we strong enough to admit that and strong enough to do the work to get rid of those things it's also being strong enough to admit that you need help this is not easy i've had to do all this shit myself and i hate it (laughs) i don't like it at all man i really wish someone would have told me like given me a, a roadmap on how to how to figure all this shit out but i've had to i've done a lot of research i've gone to counseling uh, well, I haven't been to counseling in, in like three or four years. And even then I was, I was lying to that counselor because I wasn't, I wasn't strong enough to admit that I had deeper things I needed to deal with. I don't want you to be, I don't want you to have to do this on your own. You know, I don't want you to have to be frustrated with your performance on the field or be frustrated with your performance at your job or your family or, or anything and not really know why. And lastly, are you strong enough to say enough is enough and admit that something has to change and something has to change consistently? We can't do it two or three times a week and then, oh, crap, where are my results? Why do I feel better about myself? It's, it has to be a daily, daily, daily change. You have to be analytical. And I am the least analytical person ever. I hate tracking data, but when I do... I feel great knowing exactly where to pinpoint behaviors or certain things that I'm doing that are not serving me. That's something that I want you to understand as well. Like if you're an athlete right now and you're not where you want to be, like you need to, you need to make a, like a, a self audit. Like what are you doing daily that is not getting you where you want to go? What are you doing hourly that is not getting you? What, what, what are you doing on your free time? that is not serving you? Are, is it a distraction or is it work that's going to help you? And I'm not saying you have to fill up your days with, with self-improvement all the time. I mean, we have lives. We're parents. We're, 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 we're athletes. We're, <laughs> we have jobs. But you have to make some time. Because if we don't make any time, 
then we're always going to end up being frustrated. We're always going to spin our wheels in this frustration that why can't I be the athlete I want to be? Why can't I get back into the best shape of my life? Why can't I have the physique, the strength that I used to have? Like, what's different? Oh, I got old. No, that's bullshit. You stopped working it. You stopped trying. You never addressed what you really needed to do. You kept piling on something that was that was more important at the time. This is me. I say you, but I'm really talking to myself right now. I was always putting something ahead of myself because I didn't want to deal with myself. I didn't want to address the traumas that I dealt with. And if and maybe I, I, I've been pretty open about my own trauma growing up, um, but maybe I should do like an actual pod, like a whole episode about that and the lessons I've learned. But we can say what we want, all we want, but it doesn't really matter until we address the things that we truly need. Intrinsically, ex- and, uh, yeah, internally and externally. Internally first, if we can drop the ego and say, hey, I need help with this, you're going you're gonna to open the door for so, much, so many more things for a crazy athletic performance, a crazy loving, happy relationship, a crazy uh, physique that you, you've been dreaming about for years. It doesn't, it's not easy. You have to, you have to ask a lot of internal questions and be honest with yourself. And that's the hardest thing to do, especially as an athlete and, and carrying on after a sport. We have to be honest with ourselves all the time. I know a lot of athletes right now out there who, or especially former athletes, who don't, don't do anything for themselves because they had such a terrible experience in their sport. So they don't mess with, they don't do any fitness at all because of that. That's, that's technically a trauma. You know, if you if something happened that you didn't like, is you avoid it for the rest of your life? I mean, that's I think correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's technically a trauma. So anyway, you can have what you want if you're willing to do what you need. That's the that's the 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 message I want you to take from this. Nothing we want matters until we can meet ourselves and take care of ourselves. I didn't take care of myself as an athlete. When I started to take care of myself afterwards, I lost that athletic identity without the sport. I had to rebuild it. I had to make my, my, I had to recreate myself essentially. But when I did that, I opened the door for so many more things. I'm the, the, I'm at the most athletic I've ever been in my entire life because I was, I was, I was fed up with mediocrity. And I want you to be fed up with mediocrity. I want you to get the most out of everything you possibly can do. And it's hard. It's scary. It takes a lot of strength to admit that, like, holy crap, like something isn't working. But I'm here to share my story, to help you understand these things and you know, I, I'm going to keep doing this. I'm going to keep learning. I'm going to keep trying to help you never feel as low as I did. I want, I've rebuilt the athlete uh, from the ground up and I'm happy for it. And I want to make you the best athlete, athlete for life. That's all it is, right? 
not just in sports, but we, we are dedicated. We are the best. We're confident in everything we do. So let's keep doing it. Let's, let's address the things that we need so that we can have the things that we want. That's all I got. I don't know how long this is. I didn't. I don't have a plan for how long this is going to be, but that is episode number two of the Athlete for Life podcast. I want to thank you so much for listening. Um, and if you don't follow me already on social media, uh, Jonah Mitchell underscore fitness on, on Instagram and just Jonah Mitchell on Facebook. And if you follow me on Twitter, uh, you're going to be disappointed because I don't post on there, but it's Jonah M. Fit. Uh, but yeah, that's all I got. Thank you for listening. And I'll see you next week.